today is going to be a little more from my heart. I mean, maybe there'll be a scripture thrown in. I don't know. I just know that God has a heart for all his kids. And, you know, whatever you do uh, in vocation and ministry, and let's be clear, it's all ministry, okay? Um, you carry a level of responsibility, and as a person and a human being, um, you know, we all need support. We all need places we can go. We're all dealing with stuff with life. Uh, we're all dealing with our own personal issues or past issues or whatever. We're just, it's, it's life is life. <laughs> and this is actually true for those who are ministers, leaders, pastors, uh, very, very true. And the quandary that many people who pastor, a lot of times we call pastor kind of the, the leaders, especially in, uh, Western evangelical church. Um, like if you're, if you're a leader, uh, in ministry and faith ministry, um, that you're kind of a pastor. And so I'm a lot of times I'm called pastor, but I, I'm not really a pastor. I I'm, can be pastoral, but it's not a fivefold call. The fivefold is apostle and prophet, if that's helpful. And I know, you know, some people are like, oh gosh, I need a break. <laughs> so whatever that is. Um, but that just basically terms of what's your role? Uh, what's your underlying, how, how do you support the body? Okay. And there's also, you know, the, uh, the word just talks about all the different uh, positions and everything's important. When you're a, a, a leader undergirding other uh, people, I like to call that as an undergirding, not an overseeing, although there's some oversight sometimes. Um, uh, the expectation is that you have, uh, sort of arrived or established things. And that's actually, true. Um, you know, a lot of times you just need to be called, whatever you're called to do, that's what you're called to do. And, and you need to be called by God and not sign yourself up. That's why it's so important uh, to connect with who God is, connect with who you are and out of that place, walk out your purpose and get that in order. Right. Uh, and so we're talking more about purpose and calling. Uh, now in our purpose and calling, um, there's a grace for it. And when you're operating outside that, say in someone else's purpose and calling, there's not a grace. <laughs> and so, um, and that's true. And sometimes we're in development. So we're developing things and all of that, but we're all growing. We're all kind of moving targets. And so one of the things, uh, given that I minister to so many people, a lot of them leaders over many people, uh, in whatever capacity. And now I, I'm, I'm specifically talking about ministry in a more uh, traditional sense. Um, I also minister to business leaders and all, there's all sorts of ways to, to lead. But when you are, uh, uh, ministering in the, um, the mountain of, of faith, okay, of spirituality, the expectation is that, you know, you have like a connection there. And that is actually a valid connection. 
Um, where we go amok is when we expect ourselves as leaders not to have problems. Where the expectation is that if you have a problem, somehow you're invalid. Okay. And so, um, putting that expectation on leaders and leaders accepting that expectation sets you up for massive failure. Because what it does is it really doesn't allow for the humanity uh, that we have for actually having a problem. Um, you know, a lot of people are called into ministry because they've gone through some stuff and they've had a degree of freedom and things like that, but maybe there's more to happen. And let me put it this way. There's always more to happen, right? If we're all being conformed into the image of Christ, well, where God has used setbacks and problems and traumas and things like that and, and use them, um, not cause them, but use them in the, in conforming us in the image of Christ and being transformed by the renewing of our mind and conforming into the image of love. So where he's used that, um, there's an anointing and there's a, a, a grace on it, but that doesn't mean that we've arrived. And when, uh, when pastors and leaders feel like they have to have arrived, have to have a level of perfection where I have a problem and um, I'm so embarrassed about the problem, I have to hide because that will invalidate my call or that will, uh, um, uh, you know, cause me to be less than. When we get our identities from ministry, uh, that that's a huge problem, big red flag, um, because that means we can't afford to have a problem and not be perfect. And so we're hiding. And so we become hypocritical. We become dishonest. Um, and sometimes that is because the, the pastor and the leader actually has the problem. And sometimes the expectations and the pull, people have a pull on you. And if the pull is constantly to be operating at this high level and to have to have all the answers, sometimes you wear down and you fall under that. And you may or may not know you've fallen under that, um, but that is problematic. So it's kind of a yin, yin and yang. Did I say that correct? I don't know. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> of you know, the issue is with the leader and then the issue is kind of with the expectations of the followers. And, and the thing is, when we have that dynamic, uh, it is very, um, it's very toxic. It's toxic for the leader who cannot sustain that. And it's actually toxic for the followers because they're looking for people to be something that they're not called to be. So none of us are Jesus Christ. I know it's kind of popular. I am God. Or, you know, I'm divine. And I agree you are divine, but you're not God. Okay. Um, and so, um, you know, we are partakers of the divine nature, but we didn't create ourselves. We're not our own source. So we're not God, but we're one with God. We're as he is. We're in his image and likeness, all of that, but we are not God. So that we're still dependent upon God as our source. And when we get that confused, um, in, in and of ourselves or when people look to us as gods, whatever, I'm looking to you because in my brokenness, I need a God. So I'm looking to you and I'm not really looking to God. A lot of really toxic things happen. And sometimes if you're a leader and you have a toxic need to be needed or a toxic need to be like, wow, I'm the man or I'm the woman or I'm the hyper spiritual, whatever, um, that will lead to spiritual abuse. And that is really massively unhealthy. I have a, I have a whole um, teaching. You can go to my website, katherinetune.com. 
And I've got a, a whole pro, a whole seminar on that. Um, if you're needing some help with that. Um, on the other hand, um, you know, when people are pushing to make you that way, sometimes you fall under it. You can be lulled into that and not even realize you're under that. All of that's really unhealthy. And so if anybody, so our job is to point to Christ, point to uh, our, um, our, our source being him and people's source being him. And we're just conduits. And sometimes you're this amazing conduit. And that's awesome. And let me just say, you are an amazing conduit. Okay. Um, but we don't want to get so taken with platforms and expectations, other people's expectations that are not God's expectations or expectations that we put on ourselves that are not God's expectations that we put on ourselves. We start to break down. As a, as a, as a leader or a pastor, if you're carrying the responsibility, the weight of the responsibility for your flock, you will break down. Okay. See, because anything we are responsible for is actually ourselves and we're called to love and honor our flocks and do that with the grace of God, but not carry the weight of. When we carry the weight of other people, whether we're a pastor, minister, leader, mom, dad, um, business owner, whatever we are, okay, um, when we carry, we will break down because God never called you to carry people, okay? That's a God job. So if you're carrying people, carrying the weight of people, um, uh, you will break down because that's, that's a God level weight and we're not God. Okay. But we are called to take some responsibility, responsibility to love and honor people, to minister to people with the help of Jesus and do that in dependency on him. And that's the way you can carry the load. So I'm saying all this almost as a preface to what I see happening uh, to pastors and leaders and how they start to break down. And we see pastors and leaders break down. I mean, you know, honestly, it just depends what season you're at, which particular ministry is spinning out, you know, um, because we're not attending to our own needs. Or maybe we are, um, we're not coming clean with our own brokenness. We're not dealing with our crap, okay? <laughs> and that's on us to deal with our crap. And sometimes, you know, we get blown away with position, platform, notoriety, right? Sometimes success is a real um, uh, temptation and it can make people very vulnerable. How you handle success is huge as well as how you handle failure. And so all of that needs to be taken into account. And so in that, um, pastors, particularly pastors, but a lot of ministry leaders can be put in a bind where they have problems, they're in pain, and they have no place to go. And it's a, it's an incredibly lonely, isolating, agonizing thing. And you're dealing with your own stuff. You're dealing with the problems, but you can't show that you have problems. Maybe you're dealing with kids that are spinning out, but you're not supposed to be doing that because you're supposed to be a perfect family and you're supposed to have all the answers. And you have, you know, uh, people are coming to you for answers, but you're kind of clueless in your own place, right? But you feel the weight of that and you feel the pull of that and it, and it leads to this toxicity. And in that toxicity, people do a lot of stupid things. Okay. They start to break down. And so they're looking for 
um, comfort. They're looking for um, maybe intimacy. Um, they're looking for uh, they're looking for a place where they you know uh, their insecurities are dealt with or whatever. And a lot of times that leads to all the sexual fallout, the affairs, the relationships, the pornography, the addictions the the dirty secrets, whatever, rather than I'm a human being, I'm growing, I don't need to have all the answers. I have a lot of good stuff because God has shown me a lot of good stuff, but I don't have all the answers. And we're just all dependent upon Christ. And granted, I may have, I'd be able to hear him really well, but I'm not the be all end all because at the end of the day, it's all about Christ in each and every person. So my job is to point to him and you and help you connect with him and have him be the brilliant one. And sometimes he says something brilliant through me, but that's him saying brilliant through me. And I'm really not confused that I have to come up with brilliance all the time to maintain some sort of image. Okay. Um, and when pastors and leaders are under the script that they can't, there's no place to go. So I have a problem, but there's no place to go. Maybe there's abuse in the marriage, but there's no place to go because we're supposed to have the perfect marriage. You know, maybe I have a, a gambling addiction, but I can't tell anybody because I'm supposed to have it all together. The bottom line is we need to allow our uh, pastors, leaders, ministers to be human beings with imperfections, working out their salvation with fear and trembling, right? Because you're a holy being. So of course there is holiness there. There's reverence there. Um, so we need to be, um, be allow our, our pastors and ministers uh, space for that. We need to own our own crap as followers or people that are being ministered to recognizing that ultimately um, it's Christ and us, the hope of glory that's leading us and guiding us into all truth. And we get the privilege and the honor of receiving from people, pastors and leaders who are, um, uh, uh, ta tasked in the best sense of the word with being conduits, right? And there's a grace for that and honoring that in them while we're recognizing that this is ultimately me and Jesus. And so there's this, um, you know, I, I find things go one of two ways. Either we look too much to the leaders, like hear God for me, okay? And sometimes people can, but most of the time they're supposed to give you some stuff and then you run with it, right? And you take it to the Lord and you make it your own, right? Or we're like, well, screw this. Everybody's jacked up. You can't trust. I've, I've got a bunch of church hurt. It's just me and Jesus. You guys are a bunch of religious jerks. And so I'm going to be doing this myself. And that's another ditch. So we need to walk the balance. But in the place where pastors, ministers, and leaders are people, and they really do carry so much. they really It is rugged. Listen, I'm telling you, you do not want to go into ministry, quote unquote, uh, unless you're called. It is rugged. It really is. It's just a lot. And we need to be um, connected with Christ. And sometimes you're so busy and running that you're not able to spend the time. Uh, you're not, you sacrifice yourself. You know, you can run into that thing if you're sacrificing yourself and you're not attending to your own needs, you're not attending to your family's needs, all of those things. And so it's just a lot to juggle. And it's, and it's a whole nother layer when we're supposed to be representing Christ in sort of a public way and do that. And so there's, there's got, there's places, if you're a, a pastor or leader or minister, you've got to find a place where you can be a human being with problems. You know, I tell people, and not, not everybody, let me say this. It's not everybody's business. Okay. Um, you know, uh, as a leader and also as an individual following someone, you know, our problems, um, 
whether we're a leader or minister, or whatever, are not for everybody's ears. So we need to have wisdom who we share that with. Okay. It's not everybody's business. Okay. Uh, with that, okay. Uh, it needs to be shared with someone, even if it's just one other human being on the planet that can, can receive you in your angst, in your vulnerability and be a safe place. Everybody needs a safe place, at least one. And so whether you're a leader, a follower, or actually both, right? We're all kind of both. Um, we need that place and we need wisdom in that place because it's never going to be just me and Jesus. Um, but it's never going to be just I'm following the leader and they're the source of everything. Okay. So it's this beautiful conduit. We were made for interdependence. That means, um, I, I, depend on you and you depend on me and we're all depending upon Christ and we're depending on Christ in the body representing Christ lots of different conduits that we're able to receive from an honor um, and um, we're not doing it on our own but we are receiving uh, from one another and directly from Christ and it's this beautiful balance and dance that is really designed to be incredibly life-giving. The body, oh, let me just say this. The body of Christ with all her problems is absolutely gorgeous. Okay. Now we got issues. Okay. I think it's called mm, humanity. We all have issues, right? Okay. We're all being conformed to the image of Christ. We haven't arrived in the full conformity, the full unveiling of Christ in us, the hope of glory, the full manifestation of sonship and daughtership, but we are in process and there's glory that's being unpacked in every bit of it. And so we need to allow our room in our process and we need to allow room for our leaders in their process. If you are a leader in ministry, in whatever, find at least one other person, be God led. Okay. Um, but find one other person that you can say, listen, I've got this thing and it's haunting me. It's bothering me. I've got shame here. Um, uh, I have this one, I'm feeling crushed under this problem. Uh, whatever it is, we need one another. And that goes as well for pastors and leaders. And it's really important. Um, if you're a pastor and a, a leader that lead over people, well, you know, you don't need to spill everything. Sometimes people can't handle the process you're going through. I'm just saying maybe if they're young in their walk, they're like, oh, my God, they don't have it all together. I'm leaving. Well, it's like good luck with that because no one has it all together. But whatever, including you who are leaving. But um, but uh, but also you're, you can share that authentically that you have things and you're not perfect and be pointing, modeling, pointing to Jesus, modeling dependency on Jesus, because that helps people who are new in their faith. That's like, I guess I go to Christ too. And you're helping me connect with Christ in me, the hope of glory. There's got to be a safe, safe place for everybody to go to, including our leaders. Otherwise they will spin out. And if you're a leader, a pastor, a minister, um, that feels like you don't need that stuff. I honestly am really afraid for you and I'm afraid for your flock because it is inevitable that we need help to deal with our stuff. We really do. And we need places where we can go and just not have the answer to not be perfect or have a problem. You never need to apologize for having a problem. Uh, if there's any apology, it would be mean avoiding to deal with your crap. 
<laughs> okay, that would be a thing. Okay, um, but um, you know, because the, the stuff we don't deal with will come out, and it does affect other people. You know, as I said, in what God has empowered, we are responsible for ourselves, our actions, attitudes, behaviors, reactions, decisions, and well-being. That is on us with the help of group Jesus. Like we need every bit of grace just for our own and everyone else. We're responsible to love and honor. And of course that will look differently. If you're a pastor and you have a flock loving and honoring each individual person will look differently. Loving and honoring as a mom, a child uh, will look differently from loving and honoring your husband. Uh, you know, if you're a business owner, loving and honoring my clients and my, um, uh, my clientele, that will look different. My patrons, that will look different. Loving and honoring, uh, the president of the United States, whoever he or she is, let's not get all into that, is going to look different than loving and honoring, you know, uh, the, you know, we're called to love and honor. That's what we are. Uh, we have to go to God to find out what that looks like. So you know what that means? That means we really are responsible for cultivating intimacy. And if there's a with God, okay, and and also with with one another in appropriate ways, nobody freak, okay. Um, but uh, that really is on us. And where we're having a breakdown, well, then we seek the Lord and seek other people to empower us in that connection, so we can actually wow hear what that is, okay. So in other words. We can't be lazy. We can't leave our spirituality up to our leaders. You're responsible for the spirituality. I just attend a service. Well, I don't think God is really, um, because he loves us, is putting up with that. I mean, there, you know, when you're a newbie, absolutely, there's so much you get away with just because you're brand new and you're just kind of figuring out how it works. But there is a point where we need to own our own growth, own our own uh, walk, own our own wholeness, you know, and own our own holiness. You know, the word for holy is actually the same root word as wholeness. So we own that. That's on us, empowered by God. So God will lead you into who you need to connect with, with that, what, who you need to receive from for that, what you need to do on your own. You know, the sons of God, the daughters of God are led by the spirit of God. And that spirit of God is with you. And so cultivating that intimacy so we can hear is on us. And that's not a too hard to be born. That's not a scary. God will empower you. He'll give you the grace to do that. Right. As I said, for anyone else, that is on them, uh, their own process with the help of Holy Spirit. So we're all dependent. We're all interdependent. And as leaders, it is on us. Um, to deal with our stuff because our stuff will come out. And unfortunately, if you have a lot of influence, if you don't deal with your crap, you're going to hurt a lot of people. And I, I'm, I'm just saying that. And I'm just, and we see it. I mean, I don't need to mention all the spin outs that we have, but I mean, it hurts people. And so, and I, this is not a condemnation. It's the fact that, wow, you are empowered. And so I always recommend to people, you know, uh, do what you need to do in the places of pain. If God is leading you to get some counseling, well, goodness, get some counseling or whatever he's leading you to do. You know, there's not a one size fits all. There's not the one all source. Okay. But if there's issues, um, don't, you know, deal, deal with your stuff, deal with your stuff. 
Because even as parents, you and I both know, you know, when parents have crap, it bleeds over into our children or not, can't be perfect, but man, we can do a whole lot better and we can grow and we are called to grow. If, if the one thing that, that God is doing universally for every human being that is drawn breath on the planet, that is conforming them into the image of Christ, who is love, then you know what? We need to be cooperative. So what does that look like? What does that look like? You know, more often than not, it's not like a, um, an action program in terms of, well, I need to check off these boxes. Okay. Intimacy is not checked off in a box. It is actually a revelation of you and your relationship with God and how that is manifested in our relationship with one another. So that means our hearts uh, need healing. And a lot of times we don't even know what our blind spots are. Um, and so we need a God who's like, um, yeah, that thing there that you think you're okay, that we're going to deal with that. <laughs> but, you know, we need to trust the Lord about um, what he's dealing with. And a really good question to ask just practically, God, what are you doing in me in conforming me into the image of love right now? And how do I cooperate with that? And it's going to look like a zillion different things. It's going to look like a zillion different things. But if we can do that as a leader, and in particular, that means, listen, I, I, I learned something. There are some really good things about the medical training that I had. Um, and even though, you know, it's like, oh my God, all those years and all that money and all that time and okay. But there's some good things that linger over. And that is, I really got it into my spirit at first, first do no harm. And so, you know, it's not like we're going to be perfect. Uh, it's not like I've never done harm to people. Okay. I've just not wanted to do harm to people. Okay. And so generally I do good. And sometimes I need to own some crap and I need to go back and do what I can and all of that. Um, but I'm committed to this process because I really, I love people. I love the Lord and the way I can really love the Lord and is by loving people, right? He gave us one commandment to love as he loves. And that is impossible apart from him. And that means some stuff in me that don't look, that don't look like love, that's got to go. Some stuff that's not in me that does look like love, well, that's got to be uh, manifested. Maybe I need some grids put in there. And that's true with every single people, every single person, every single people. <laughs> How about every single people group? I'll try to, uh, anyway, whatever. And um, so we all need this. And so just, Honestly, Lord, what are you doing? How can I cooperate? What do I need to do? What truth do I need to know? What lie am I believing? Um, do I need to forgive? Do I need to let go of my stinking offense? We're so touchy. You know, love is not touchy. Okay. So whether we're, where we're having Facebook wars over theology and beating one another up, that's not love. Okay. I don't need to be right. Right. I just need to, I need to be to love. And I need to allow the Lord to conform me, right? And I need to forgive um, and all of those things. And so do you. We're all in need. But particularly for leaders, um, find a place that you can go um, where you don't have to be the expert. And if you have to be the expert, that's a problem. That's a pride issue. That's an insecurity issue um, that the Lord at some time 
will address. And I hate to have that being addressed after you've spun out because you weren't teachable because you were the teacher, right? So that's just my heart's plea for pastors, for leaders, for followers, for, you know, we're all leaders and followers, right? Find some place, do that soul care, do the hard work, be brave in dealing with your issues, have a place where you can be vulnerable, find someone, God will bring you to someone where that works. Um, and, um, and you know, this is why, this is why community is actually really helpful. I know we've got issues. I get it. You've got issues in community, but whatever that looks like, if it's online community, if it's, you know, in, but in the pews community, whatever that is, it's, you've got community with your family. I mean, there's lots of different ways and there are multiple ways that happens and, you know, seek the Lord for that because we need it. We're not islands in and of ourselves. We're not independent. We are interdependent, uh, but we're also uh, uh, able to see Christ in us and where he is leading us in his spirit and truth. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing. Someone needs this. Uh, God placed this on my heart for a reason, and I totally believe uh, that we can take it to heart. And sometimes we just need to do self-checks, and we need to allow the Lord to... Um, to uh, lead us in that. And that makes us a safe place, not perfect, but a safe place that makes us minister life and not death. That makes us um, uh, uh, use things to bless people instead of using people to bless us. Right. Uh, and then we can be that glorious, beautiful image of Christ in your flavor on the earth. And that's what he's empowering me to do. If you're needing some help, I'm going to um, recommend my Marked by Love book. I know uh, a lot of you have been flashing up on the screen or whatever um, have read this. Um, I had someone recently, she's gone through it three times over three years. And the, um, the transformation I am seeing in her in this third go around, in this third year, um, has, I, I'm blown away. I mean, I, it's so humbling because she's, she's doing the love encounter breaks, which are kind of the exercises that help you do some of this work. Um, and I, I'm like, wow. Um, what she's got going on with Jesus is so glorious. So I'm like, I'm just standing by watching I'm like, wow. And you did it through my book. Thank you. It's really humbling. So, um, you know, some of us don't have money right now for counselors um, and that kind of thing, or we don't have access to it or whatever the situation is. But this is one of the reasons why I designed this book, uh, because it has love encounter breaks to help you encounter God, who is love in a safe way, help you upgrade your, your connection, your ability to see, hear, sense, feel, receive from him help you pass the blockages where you can't see, hear, sense, feel from him or her. We've got male and female in the Godhead. Um, and, um, and then help you get past that. So you have this upgraded, gorgeous relationship. Remember, we need to know God more and more as he really is. 
we need to know ourselves in context of that. And then we're able to, um, to be released in our purpose and then know how to walk that purpose out, which is what this has been in wholeness. So that we're a blessing. So I'm going to recommend this. I do have a free chapter for those of you who, um, who want to kind of check it out first. It's on Amazon on, uh, sorry, sorry. The free chapter is not on Amazon. The book is on Amazon. Okay. Um, and the, the book is Kindle paperback and audible in my own lily white so-called voice. <laughs> and then, um, but if you want a free chapter sample, you can go to my website and download load that for free. It, it includes a love encounter break. And maybe some of you who already have the book want to go back and start encountering those, uh, just using those love encounter breaks as a really inexpensive way to get some incredible counselor counseling from the one who is the counselor. And he's always safe. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Share this with someone who needs it. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.